I am reading today from the mammoth book of quick and dirty erotica. It's a compilation of erotic short stories edited by Maxim Jakubowski, who is quite a character in his own right. Uh, Maxim Jakubowski is a London-based novelist and editor. He was born in the UK, educated in France. Following a career in book publishing, he opened the world-famous Murder One Bookshop in London. He now writes full-time. He has edited over 20 best-selling erotic anthologies and books on erotic photography, as well as many acclaimed crime collections. His novels include Skin in Darkness, Life in the World of Women, The State of Montana, Kiss Me Sadly, Confessions of a Romantic Pornographer, I Was Waiting for You, and and recently, Ekaterina and the Night. Uh, in 2006, he published American Casanova, a major erotic novel, which he edited and on which 15 of the top erotic writers in the world collaborated. He compiles two acclaimed annual series for the Mammoth List, Best New Erotica and Best British Crime. He's a winner of the Anthony and Carol Awards, a frequent TV and radio broadcaster, a past crime columnist for the Guardian newspaper. So, a widely respected author and editor. Those of you who know me know that I generally prefer used erotica. It has a certain cachet. In this case, this volume was originally owned by the Cleveland Public Library. Hats off to all the librarians in Cleveland. Your collection of dirty little stories has managed to make it into my hands. Mr. Jakubowski says in the introduction, quote, For many years I have been a assembling the red-hot volumes in the Mammoth Book of Erotica series. I have been selecting stories from all provinces and covering a wild variety of themes in the process. Apart from the quality and inherent sexiness and the fact the hundreds of stories I featured in the anthologies all connected with me in a very personal way and answered my often generous and all-encompassing definition of what is actually erotic, what the tales that I've been privileged to edit have had in common is their length. In my crusade to make erotic writing not only respectable but appreciated, my greatest sin has been so far to prefer longer stories in which characters and plot have been properly developed, and I've been reluctantly turning down on a regular basis many stories where the length was too brief to accommodate those factors. Not that any of them weren't erotic. They were sizzling, close to the bone, wonderfully arousing, like fires of lust caught in amber all too often. So I'm particularly pleased to now be able to devote a whole volume to shorter-length erotic tales, quickies, if you will, 
ably demonstrating that, to use an analogy from another trade altogether, it's not the quantity but the quality that counts, unquote. Our collection begins, opens with the first story, Violet Sex by Christina Lloyd. Quote, I've always enjoyed violent sex, but then John lost our letter N, and sex turned violet. It was filled with the colors of love. Rose pink, mauve, lilac, and wine at its most intense, usually on Sunday evenings, our designated special time. It was the deep blue-purple of violets. John, I said as we got kissy in, in the kitchen, I'm not so sure about this. Do you think we could put a little N back into it? He moved to strike me, but his hand turned lavender his fingers stroking bruise-hued streaks across my cheek. Harder, I hissed. He slammed me against the counter, but his strength dimmed in an indigo puff, sparks of firework purple shimmering to the floor. I lunged for his crotch, and he was stiff inside his jeans. Fuck me, I urged. Fuck me like a filthy, filthy beast. Sweetheart, I don't think I can, he replied. I'm feeling kind of off color. I don't want to hurt you. I'm sorry. It's, it's not you. It's me. I know, I replied grimly. We hunted high and low for our N behind the sofa, under the bed, in the dog basket. We even searched the garden, paying particular attention to the heliotrope. The bud Leah made a note to cut that back. The romping clematis and baskets of lobella, both of us alert to the signs of unwarranted botanical aggression. It was to no avail. Our N was lost. As time slipped by, our lovemaking became increasingly gentle and purplish until one day it stopped altogether. In the emptiness, I grew randier than a sailor's wife. I considered taking another lover, and John said he wouldn't mind, but I could see from his eyes he didn't mean it. I didn't much care for the idea either. At night in bed, I would trail my hand over his back, swoop over his hips, and as I kissed his shoulder, I would reach around to test and see how he was feeling. Nothing. His cock was the palest mauve. I would watch him fresh out of the shower. As he tiled his hair, beads of water coursing down his torso and glinting like rain in that black bush of his pubes, I'd forgotten how much I wanted that body until our misplaced N had rendered it off limits. The worst times were when he was hard, his cock jutting up to his belly, his tip of fierce blood violet and filmy with moisture. Let me, I would plead, let me suck you. Let me get on top. Let me have it inside me. Oh, God, I've never wanted anything so much in my life. My cunt was wet and ready. His cock was massive and eager. But no, darling, I'd love to, you know, I would. But let's just have a cuddle, eh? One night I got up to masturbate. 
it always seemed rude to do it with him there, and anyway, my fear of waking him would have put me off my stroke. I went into the kitchen looking for a suitable vegetable. I hadn't bought a vibrator, fearing that plastic would imply permanence, choosing instead to fuck myself with green and orange perishables. On the kitchen table, a small bowl of plums gleamed in the moonlight, a whitish bloom dusting their skins like a soft, quiet frost. I took one and ate it, and then another. Juice trickled down my chin. Strands of flesh got stuck in my teeth. I was reaching for a greedy third when I saw it. Nestled among the fruits, our much-loved letter N. John! But John was asleep. Hurrying carefully, I carried the N in the palm of my hand and clambered onto the bed. I didn't know how John lost it, so I, I, I wasn't sure how to return it. Force feed him, squish it in his ears, up his butt. In the end, I wiped it on his cheek. Although, I suppose you could say I slapped him across the face. He woke up with a jolt. What the? He glared at me, a hand pressed to his cheek, dark sleepy curls tumbling around his face. You insane fucking bitch. Bitch made me moist. John flung the covers aside and sprang at me. I lurched back. He grabbed my hair. You hit me, he exclaimed. I tried to resist him. Hair follicles stinging as he pulled my head to the mattress, pinning me there, angled down on all fours. I caught a glimpse of his cock rearing up and ready for battle. Apologize, he barked. No way. He yanked my hair. Ouch, no. My cunt was plump and slippery. John swiveled behind me, grabbed my hips, and before I even realized that we were about to end our purple period. His big, strong cock was rushing inside me. Greedy bitch, he yanked back my arms, making me half wheelbarrow, half woman, and hammered away at me. Teach you a lesson. Teach you to wake me up, you slut. Always wants fucking. Wake me up so I'll fuck her. I groaned into the bedclothes, biting at the fabric, shoulder sockets, pulling wrists, hurting where he clutched. But the pain was nothing compared to the pleasure of him fucking me, his end rubbing over my sweet spot and then bumping deep and good. Whore, filthy little whore. He reached around for my clit, fretting me there. Come on. If you want it so bad, come. Show me what a slut you are. Come for me, you dirty, greedy bitch. Before long, I did. He quickly followed suit. Weeks of distance ending in eruption of crazy, colorless cries. Oh, oh, God, we flopped on our backs, panting heavily before edging together for kisses and cuddles. My cunt was throbbing with the impact of his thrusts, and my arms and shoulders ached. We fell asleep, united in bliss in the morning. My wrists were tender. In the evening, I checked them. Bruises were forming where his fingers had gripped moody purple patches bluish plum like a storm gathering at dusk the color of violent beauty unquote